Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm so glad you joined me today for this episode called Hide and Seek. And speaking of seeking, I gotta say, if you're enjoying this podcast, but seeking someplace to find additional faith-based podcasts, I've got a place for you to go. Accessmore.com. Accessmore uh, is a podcast network that has over 40 shows on topics like religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. They have podcasts from Christian thought leaders like Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Torrin Wells, Bob Goff. I have a few favorites in there. I'll, uh, I'll let you discover your favorites on your own. But Access More gives you a safe space to discover all kinds of inspiring conversations and topics about faith. So if you're a fan of this show, and I hope you are, you will find encouragement, hope, and joy through the podcast over on Access More. So just hop on over to accessmore.com after this episode. All right. Again, welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. Today's episode called Hide and Seek has three different pod quotes to start us out. I want to share these with you. So first of all is Luke eight seventeen, For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. All right, here's another one. This one is not a scripture. It's by Caesar Squiddy, who was a very well-renowned um, theologian. And uh, he passed away actually in 2021. He says, half truths, half logical thinking dates all the way back to Adam and Eve in the garden. We knew we were naked, so we hid our statements that made it apparent to God that Adam had a lack of logic and inability to see the truth and was able to be deceived. Because if Adam knew the truth, he would have known that you cannot hide from God. And not just Adam, Eve too, right? But anyway, all right, so here's another pod quote. This one's straight from Psalm, Psalm 139, 7 through 10. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. All right, I love that. All right, on with this episode. So do you recall, I'm going to ask you a question, you knew I was. Do you recall playing hide and seek when you were younger? Maybe kick the can? I don't know. We did both. Although kick the can is a much more interactive, filled with adrenaline spiking fun thing to do when you're a kid than hide and seek. But for either game, you'd have to work kind of hard to find a place to hide where no one else can find you. There was pretty much, in my opinion, a lot of fun in finding just the right spot in it always stunk when you looked frantically for some little hidden place to crouch down into and roll yourself up in a ball or tuck yourself under something, but you couldn't find it in time. Or you found out that somebody else was already in the spot that you thought was brilliant to hide in. But oh, I remember those days. Well, it was fun. But I was thinking the other day that we kind of sort of do that now, although it's not a game. We tend to hide at different times in our lives, but not a, out of a, some lively spirited goofing off with friends and, and family, but for various other reasons. But wouldn't it be fun 
as adults to just like come over, have a barbecue and play adult hide and seek. But you can't get in your car and drive off. <laughs> um, it reminds me of an episode of Golden Girls where uh, Rose talks about playing hide and seek as adults. Anyway, I think it would be fun as long as everybody agrees they can only walk, not run. Otherwise, it's not fair. <laughs> All right. So I saw something recently that made me think about playing hide and seek and in general hiding things. And so the word hiding hasn't left me ever since. It just keeps coming at me. I don't know if you've ever had that happen before. A word, a phrase, or an image pops into your head and you know God is trying to send you a message, maybe a wake-up call or confirm something inside you and saying, uh-oh, no, no, don't, don't go that way, go this way. And he's trying, whether it's just through that word or something he won't let you let go of. It's like God is just toying with you over one thing uh, after another dealing with that particular theme for me right now, it's hiding. It's like everywhere I look, I see something that has to do with something hidden or hiding, or I see the word hiding. So for a few days, I was thinking, oh, hmm, what is it you think I'm hiding, God? I mean, am I hiding something from you? Because hello, you can't really hide something from God. Uh, or, or maybe I was trying to hide from him. I mean, you can try, but you really can't, can you? I mean, although sometimes we act like we can. Like, for instance, it's taken me a bit of time the past few days for me to realize that I kind of have been hiding and at least running. I've been hiding parts of myself, but I've also been hiding some things that he didn't want me to hide. So I'm not really hiding from God per se, but from putting myself on a, on a limb and moving forward in some ministry areas that I know he's called me to do, that I have been more than hesitant to fully step into. Uh, so yes, I have uh, this part of me that's it's fairly self-conscious when it comes to certain things, namely recording videos and getting my picture taken. So I don't like all that mess. I, I put off recording some YouTube videos for months and months for Spark Video or Spark Video. Well, they, they do have a YouTube channel now, Spark YouTube channel. So I suggest you check it out, but Spark Media. Um, so I, I agreed to do some videos and I'm, I agreed to do some more, but this self-consciousness kind of took me over about how I look and how I'd be received, how I would be perceived. And when I finally stopped being disobedient and hiding from this process, I did the videos and they were, they were well received, very well received. And yet with a promise to make more videos, I have yet to do it as of this recording anyhow. So hopefully by the time you hear this, which is will be a few days from now, I, I will have done it. It's not laziness because goodness knows. And if you know me, I am nonstop busy. I've always been asked to do uh, things and I, I, I like to jump right into them. I do not like to put things off. So, um, it's not that, and it's not laziness. It's a little bit of hiding. So I've also been asked to film some motivational moments for a local TV station uh, that just happened recently. And I'm, what I'm wanting to do is the same thing I've been doing is to hide and retreat from doing that. Yet I, I know God is calling me to do it. And I have an ad campaign I've been asked to help with for a nonprofit, also recording some TV spots. And I'm hesitating about doing that. And it all comes down to the same foe I hide from and from the the same call on my life. So just like you, I can hide or 
try to hide, but God will always, always find me. And so he's reminding me of that. Um, so now you might be thinking, Karen, just what was it that got you to thinking about hiding and the word hide in the first place? Okay. Maybe you're not thinking that, <laughs> but I'll answer the question anyhow. All right. The other day, my husband and I were at an airport. Yeah. Another airport story. <laughs> All right. So we were at an airport. We were waiting outside at the um, ground transportation lanes for our shuttle to the hotel to arrive. And we were there waiting. Um, you know, you pull up and there's just all kinds of lanes. There's lanes for Uber and Lyft and taxis and, you know, shuttles to hotels and things like that. So there's all kinds of traffic and stuff. So, but slowly the shuttles came and went and passengers came and went as well. And we were still standing there waiting. I didn't become aggravated waiting because it's just part of what you do when you travel. But we'd barely been there waiting when about 10 minutes in, a woman walks out of the airport. She pulls this cart up next to her with one tiny piece of carry-on luggage on it and that was more like an oversized tote bag. I mean, it was very small. That's it. One small bag. And yet she had a huge cart with wheels. Now I wasn't hyper-focused on her at first. I was more just, you know, enjoying the breeze, looking around at what I could see in the moment. But, but she had a lot of movement going on. So my eyes kept going back to her and what before my wondering eyes did appear a tiny Asian woman getting tinier by the minute. Yeah. With every single layer. In fact, the pilot who was standing next to us said he, that she reminded him of one of those Russian dolls that you open up and there's another doll inside that's smaller. And then you open that up and there's another doll inside that's smaller and you keep opening them and the dog gets smaller and smaller and smaller, which just, just cracks me up because here she was standing by her cart and off comes a short sleeve striped shirt that she takes off. Then she moves her body as she pulls a long skirt down her legs and off her body. And I didn't know what was happening at first. I'm like, what is she doing? She's stripping. She's stripping. Um, both get laid across the big cart. Next, she peels off a purple sweater that she had on underneath the short sleeve striped shirt. And then off comes a pair of shorts that were hiding yet another pair of shorts and a gray midriff top. Next comes a mini skirt and another mini skirt that was right under that. And then comes what looks like a bra, but may have been a swimsuit top. I don't know. Um, and she had that on over a long sleeve t-shirt. Next, she unties something around her waist. And then she pulls down the folds of a long, full length billowy skirt that she'd had wrapped up around her waist and wriggles it off. And then underneath that uh, is a pair of biker shorts. But before she can take off the bike shorts, uh, or biker shorts, whichever you want to call them. Before she can take the bike shorts off, she pulls down the tops of the legs of a pair of yoga pants that were pulled up and folded over the top of the bike shorts. She pulls down the pant legs and then she pulls down the pants and steps out of the bike shorts and the yoga pants. Then she's, That's quickly followed by two tank tops that come off, one on top of the other. And with each layer, she drapes the removed clothing across the big cart and the cart begins to fill up layer upon layer upon layer as she starts to shrink and get smaller and smaller and smaller. And my eyes were wide 
which is hard to do because they're really squinty. Um, and my mouth was literally open. I know it was. I couldn't, I mean, I knew it was and I just could not close it. I had to look around to see if other people were seeing what I was seeing, even though I didn't want to take my eyes off her. And I looked at my husband and his eyes were wide too. And he mouthed, wow. <laughs> I looked to my left and there was this pilot standing there waiting on his ride. And he said, wow, how much more is there? And that's when he made the comment about the Russian doll. And well, from what I can recall, there was still a thin, long sleeve blouse. I think that's what came next. And it was tied around her waist. Um, another pair of shorts over another pair of yoga pants and another tank top and what appeared to be her final layer of clothing, a pair of bike shorts and a small t-shirt also consisted, <laughs> which also consisted, I just, okay, of several pairs of panties that she had folded and stuck in the waistband of the two belts that she had on over the bike shorts. Yes. Okay. And the coup de gras, the syrup on the pancake, the dessert to this visual feast, the absolute hilarious gift that keeps on giving to my memory is the final clothing item she put on the cart. The multiple layered small socks that she pulled out of her bra. <laughs> she went from a visible D cup down to a B cup. I kid you not. <laughs> I was just like, what? What? That, that's a different woman standing there. That's a, what? We were just speechless. All we could all do is go, wow. Wow. <laughs> it, it was such an enjoyable thing to watch. She could do YouTube videos and probably make a mint. So yes, my friends, underneath all that clothing was hiding a tiny Asian woman who apparently did not care what everybody could see and did not want to have to pay for checking her baggage. All I could think was two things. Whoa, that's not fair. She can wear her whole wardrobe and still fit in the airplane seat. And two, where are her toiletries? Because that answer kind of scares me a little bit. I didn't see any toiletries. So... <laughs> I don't know what was going on there, but it was scary. So this is what got me to thinking about hiding. <laughs> I know this is how my brain works. Okay. So here, this pretty little lady was hiding a secret, a secret wardrobe, actually, to be exact. But underneath all those layers was the truth. And most likely someone who was hot and sweaty because we were standing in 88 degree temperatures at the time and she had all this clothing on. So even though she could hide all that clothing and the baggage from the airline, she knew it was there. She knew she'd eventually have to expose herself and peel off all those layers. All the while, God knew where the socks were. <laughs> she wasn't hiding anything from him, right? How many times do we think we're just hiding? Like, we can't fool God. We can't fool him. He he knows we're not a D when we're really a B, right? <laughs> Some people do think they can hide everything from God, though, and from other people. We humans tend to try to hide all kinds of things, good and bad, including trying to hide ourselves at times. And of course, there are those people who live beneath layers and layers of, I don't know, doubts, self-consciousness, self-made lies and deception, don't they? We all know some, right? 
We know some people like that. Hopefully you aren't one of them because the truth is God already knows it. He already sees it. He knows when you're padding that bra or using your bike shorts to cover up something else. I mean, as if you can hide all of that from God, please, he's God. He created the heavens and the earth. He created you. And oh, it makes me think of that saying, um, partially apparently, because I can't think of it right now. Uh, oh, it, I know this is strange, but this is what it makes me think of. Live like hell on Saturday, then repent on Sunday. Have you ever heard that? Live like hell on Saturday, then repent on Sunday. Yeah, well, you aren't fooling God if that's what you're doing. He knows what you've been up to and where and with whom. I think I'd call that um, premeditated groveling. You know, you're going, you know, it's like, you know, I don't just mean, you know, I mean, you know, you're going to do something way outside the bounds of where God wants you to be, but you already have it planned in your head um, that you're going to do it. And then you already have planned in your head that you'll grace the church goers with your presence on Sunday. You'll hit your knees a few times, shout an amen, sing an owl union, big bang, boom. You're clean as a bathtub in a clean freak's house, right? And you sh I should know because I'm a clean freak. So this is premeditated groveling. This is premeditated sin, premeditated seeking grace because we know we're going to do it anyway. It happens. So sometimes people do it repetitively. It's, and I think sometimes we all do it. We think, okay, well... I'll go ahead and do it and then I'll seek forgiveness later, right? Isn't that the saying? Oh, they say it all the time at work. Uh, go ahead and do it and seek forgiveness later. Uh, yeah, we're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to do that with God first and foremost. You know what would be better? Not hiding, whatever it is. Not pretending you're hiding it by setting your church clothes out on Saturday night at the same time you're setting out your crack pipe and your lingerie so you can go hook up with someone you shouldn't. I know I just heard someone groan or giggle over that. I don't know which it is, but I'm sure there is something in there for everyone, right? Seriously, what would be better is if we all just didn't hide. We just come right out there with it, whatever it is. Walk into church on Sunday and say, hey, I'm a sinner and I am not set free, but I want to be. Because someone, probably more than one someone, is going to be able to relate to, to you and where you are and what you'd been hiding that you so don't want to hide. You're going to be able to relate to that thing that somebody else talks about that they've been hiding. And they're going to be able to relate to whatever it is that you've been hiding. That thing that we're ashamed of, the thing that's hurt us, the thing that has deceived us, the thing that we've been deceiving others with, the, the, the pain we've been through, whatever it is, maybe, just maybe by being real, by being transparent and honest and not hiding that we can all get through this thing called life without feeling like hypocrites or that we're surrounded by hypocrites who act like hiding who they are and what they're going through all smells like sunshine and roses all the time because guess what it doesn't life isn't that way so another way people hide though is through filters photoshop and deep fake social media enhancements you know, the things that cover up their real bodies, their real skin tones, human imperfections, and oftentimes their true beauty. The things that make other people feel self-conscious about being real, about being themselves. You know what I'm talking about. If you've been anywhere out on social media, people hide behind perfect looking posts and flowery words. And then there's those people who are supposedly acting brave, 
then sarcastic, and they come out with harsh comments as well. It's easy to be a tough guy or a tough girl when you're sitting behind a computer screen, isn't it? You know, and, and there's those people. You know who they are. They know who they are. The pajama-wearing, acne-faced, bulge-in-the-middle social media cowboys who get out online and troll other people and insult any real woman or man who dares to post a pic of themselves that isn't photo enhanced, you know, something without makeup or, or without photoshopped, you know, the, the woman who doesn't wear Spanx and suck everything in all the time. The ones that go out there and get mean and harsh and hurtful. You all know who I'm talking about, right? They're on the left politically. They're on the right politically. They're down the middle. These are the people who sit back and freely decide that if anyone is even a smidge overweight, or their hair is out of place, or they don't wear makeup, or their their face doesn't look just right, then they just need to take the donut out of their mouth, cut down their calories, start being thin, and then they can grace the world with their presence. Um, otherwise, they're a burden on the economy and the environment. And yeah, I've, I've seen comments like this. These are the same kind of people who hide behind big money, some touting to be Christians of all people, or other religions who are supposedly loving, who love everyone, and yet, there they are, showing off their supposed financial status rather than being humble about their blessings. And they're saying they love everyone and are champions for all people and champions for Jesus Christ, yet hopping on to make posts that are a lie, and then posts that are constantly criticizing other people who don't look like or live like they think they should. Those people are hiding they're not hidden treasures and they're not hidden gems, but they are hidden sinners who act like they are not sinners. For some reason, they act as if what they say and do won't ever be exposed. That the things that they're hiding will never come to light. But the reality is their actions and words are not hidden. God sees them too. Have faith in that. Take take comfort in that because Jeremiah 23, 24 says that God fills the heavens and the earth. And though these people act like he cannot see them, he does. He sees them. Believe me, he sees us all. When I was younger, my little brother always wanted to play hide and seek. He didn't quite understand the concept though when he was little. Um, I think he finally figured it out when he was about 18. <laughs> No, anyway, no, much younger than that. When he was little, he would yell, come find me, come find me. And then he would grab his little blanket and he would plop it down on the floor and throw the blanket over his head and giggle. He thought because he couldn't see us that we couldn't see him. And I think sometimes we act that way towards God. I know I've had times in my life when I've acted as if I could hide what I was doing from God. I acted like God wasn't everywhere when God is, like he wasn't om omnipotent, um, that he wasn't omnipresent. Present. And that comes into play, not just when we're up to no good, but when we're, I don't know, things like feeling down or lonely too. Because sometimes when I'm feeling poorly about myself, or I'm feeling down, or I'm worried, or I'm stressed, or I'm scared, I retreat not in a good way. I go to the recesses of my own mind, which is not, not the best place to be. <laughs> um, I back away from people, commitments, events, I hide. And it's at a time when I probably need people more than any other time. 
So instead, I sometimes retreat from them and I retreat from God. When, when I don't feel at my best and I don't want others to know it, I hide. I hide what I'm going through. I put on a smiley face um, when I have to, and then I hide the rest of the time. Now, is retreat a bad thing? No, it's not. But retreating for long periods or because you want to hide is different than retreating in order to rest, rejuvenate, reset. Because in those times when I shrink back as I'm, I don't know if I'm feeling down or upset or depressed, I also hide from God. Sometimes he's trying to draw me out or draw me closer to him, but I reject his advances because I'm sad or I'm mad about something in this world or at at, at someone who hurt me, or maybe I'm embarrassed over something, even embarrassed about something I've done myself. So I try to hide when all the while, as I have learned the hard way, if I would just draw closer to him, those heavy feelings of loneliness, the fear and sadness can be given over to God and he would comfort me in ways that I never expected. And so I've learned that the hard way. And, and sometimes I still have to be reminded of it. Psalm 27, five says, for in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle in the secret place of his tent. He will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. Do you all um, recall the adventures of Jonah in the Bible? He ran from God and ended up in the smelly, nasty belly of a whale. He ran the opposite direction of where God wanted him to be. And God told him plainly where to go. And Jonah tried to hide from him. God let Jonah take off. I mean, he let him. It wasn't what God asked of him, but Jonah had free will to some extent, because in the end, God wasn't going to let him off the hook so much, so to speak off the hook get it fishing anyway all right so but when Jonah ran the other direction attempting to hide from God um, and hide from what God was calling him to do he ended up tossed in the seas swallowed up by a whale so his attempt to hide caused him to end up in this nasty place this nasty fishy disgusting place of a whale's stomach and regurgitated back up on the shore where God wanted him to be in the first place listen I thankfully have no idea what it feels like to be swallowed whole by a whale or any other fish, but I don't want to. I'm smart enough to know that I don't want that to happen or anything similar like to that in my life. It's tough to go the opposite direction and try to hide from God, to go away from where he wants you to be. Um, it hurts in the long run. So even if you're scared, just like I said a minute ago, you can hide in him. Um, in the secret place of his tent, he will hide you when you're scared, when you're unsure, when you're not sure. Um, if you have the strength to do it, he'll give you the strength. He will lift you up on a rock. You know, and I, like I said, I'm aware enough to know that I don't want to go the opposite direction. I've done it too many times, um, realizing that I can't hide from him. So like most people, though, I'm not usually trying to hide from God or go in the opposite direction because I'm lazy. Like most people, I think it's due to insecurity. It's due to fear. We think we aren't good enough. We think we're not smart enough. We think we're too weak and we can't handle what we're going through in the moment that we can't handle what we think is going to happen, even though we don't really know what's ha going to happen because we're not God. So don't look this way or that, right? Don't, use some common sense, just sit in your fear or just sit in your insecurity instead of going, okay, wait a minute. If I look to my left, God's there. If I look to my right, God's there. If I look inside, God's there. He's with me. He's leading me. 
He's in front of me. He's behind me. That's what the Bible says. He's all around me. So we tend to doubt and we try to hide. Well, what if someone might make fun of me or they won't support me or people I love uh, ridicule me or I get my feelings hurt? Or what if we aren't good enough and we don't please God in the process? But here's the thing. If God asks you to go through it or to go to it, he will help you do it. It's really plain and simple and we make it more complex than it is. God wants us to shine, to shine this light that he planted inside each one of us so that we can shine the light on him and who he is and glorify him. And he wants us to shine this light that shows other people who Jesus is in our lives and that Jesus is our savior. So he'll help us if we reach out to him. He does not want us to live in some sort of fear, running away from him or away from what we're called to do. He tells us plainly in Matthew to let our light shine and not to hide it. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, you're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven because of it. So through a little game of hide the wardrobe that we saw at the airport, God planted in me some thoughts to meditate on and to think about, you know, hiding. What does it mean to hide the good, the bad, the ugly of it? the funny of it. So so yes, we have pod quotes that I shared other ways of hiding to think about the fact that Adam and Eve thought they could hide from God because they were ashamed. Were they ashamed that they were naked or were they also ashamed that they were foolish enough to believe a lie? Either way, somewhere inside, they thought they could hide from God when all the while, if they had walked in truth and opened their eyes to see the truth and know God better, they would have known that they didn't have a reason to hide and the truth was right in front of them all the time. From the very beginning, we humans have had to fight to keep deception at bay. So we walk in the truth that we're supposed to walk in and so that we don't try to hide. For me right now in this season, I am fighting to not hide my light, to not let insecurity, comparison, doubts about what God called me to do get in the way. Those are my foes right now. What are you trying to hide from? Anything? What are you battling that you aren't letting God help you with? What are you going through that you're not allowing God to strengthen you for and through? What are you thinking that you're hiding from God? Or or are you hiding the light that he gave you? Something to think about. Something to pray about something to meditate on. And I hope that you will. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. If you wouldn't mind, I would love for you to review my podcast on whatever platform it is that you're out there tuning into. If you would also share this podcast, you can send it in a text message, you can send it in an email, you can post it on your social media, whatever way you want to do it, I would be very thankful and If you're interested in a relaxing, restful ASMR faith-based podcast, I've got a new podcast for you. It just launched 
just this past week. It's called Inspired Whispers, and you will find it on Spotify, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Google, all the various places. I would greatly appreciate it. And don't forget, hop on over to accessmore.com and check out the Spark Media YouTube channel. Thanks so much, and you have a blessed day.